2: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia for this Monday, March 13th in Hong Kong, Sunday, March 12th in New York. And coming up today...
3: The Fed and the U.S. Treasury are said to be considering an emergency lending program to backstop demands of clients of SVB.
2: Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says officials are focused on protecting depositors as they seek to avoid financial contagion.
3: And China reappointed several top economic officials in a leadership reshuffle on Sunday.
4: India's government opposes same-sex marriage. Ron says they'll buy Russian fighter jets while eight people are dead after two boats collide off of San Diego.
3: That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, the business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Here are the stories we're following today.
2: U.S. regulators racing against the clock to find solutions for the failed Silicon Valley bank. The FDIC kicked off that auction process. The aim is to make a portion of clients' uninsured deposits available as soon as Monday. His Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on CBS's Face the Nation.
1: Let me be clear that during the financial crisis, there were investors um, and owners of systemic large banks that were bailed out, and we're certainly not looking, and uh, the reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again, but we are concerned about depositors and are focused on uh, trying to meet their needs.
2: Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen heard here on Bloomberg. Separately, the International Monetary Fund said it is closely monitoring developments and potential financial risks from SVB.
3: Well, we are hearing the Federal Reserve and the U.S. Treasury are making moves to calm bank customers rattled by the failure of SVB. We have more from Bloomberg. Susanna Palmer.
1: Our source says the Fed and the Treasury Department are considering an emergency lending program to backstop demands by bank customers to withdraw money. This as the U.S. seeks to stave off a deeper crisis after SVB Financial Group's failure. The measure, which would come in addition to easing terms for the Fed's discount window, would be made under the Fed's Emergency Lending Authority. The Fed has approved invoking that authority and is awaiting final approval from the Treasury. Representatives from the Federal Reserve and the Treasury either declined to comment or didn't immediately respond to messages seeking comment. Susanna Palmer, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. And as
2: mentioned by Suzanne, the Fed is considering easing the terms of of banks' access to the discount window. This could be huge. It would give firms a way to turn the assets that have lost so much value into cash without the kind of losses that toppled SVB. Such a move would also increase the ability of banks to keep up with demands from depositors to withdraw their money. They also wouldn't have to book losses by actually selling the bonds and other assets that have deteriorated so much in value with all of these rate hikes. We're told that some banks begin or did begin uh, drawing on the discount window way back on Friday seeking to shore up their liquidity after authorities seized SVB's uh, Silicon Valley Bank it's unclear though how many banks actually did this we hear changes are under discussion the fed declined to comment
3: So the issue, obviously, one, in fact, is systemic risk. We heard earlier from the former U.S. Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, who said the collapse of SVB should not pose a risk to the financial system so long as depositors are made whole.
5: What is absolutely imperative is that however this gets resolved, depositors uh, be paid back and paid back in full. And I don't see anything in any aspect of this situation that would be a basis for that being called into question.
3: Former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers there. Now, the crisis of SVB has spurred broader concern about a mismatch between banks' funding costs on one hand and the rates they earn on their assets on the other. We know the Fed's steep path on rate hikes over the past year has forced banks to pay out more to depositors, while at the same time, those banks receiving lower rates on some of their longer dated assets. Now, Mr. Summers said, these are the issues regulators need to focus on going forward,
2: right? And we know that SVB had positions uh, and had joint ventures and and actual branches uh, all over the world. And so it becomes very important. We know that Silicon Valley's bank, the joint venture in China, came out and said that its operations have been independent and stable. The question on this, Doug, is exactly how many people will believe these claims from officials? And we'll get to a little bit more on that in just a moment. Also in China, several top officials have been appointed to their roles during a leadership shuffle. Another big story that we will cover for you today. We get more here from Bloomberg's David Inglace. PBOC
5: Governor Yi Gang will remain in his post as well as the Ministers of Finance and Commerce. The reappointments were announced at the National People's Congress. And they came as a surprise as analysts were expecting a larger reshuffle. Many predicted officials with international experience like the PBOC Governor Yi would be replaced by men with closer personal ties to Xi Jinping. The retention of Yi in particular may be positive for markets since it shows continuity. But there was a change at Vice Premier. The role went to He Lifang, a close ally of President Xi Jinping. He will likely replace Liu He as the nation's top economic official. Beijing has already created a powerful new financial regulatory body and signaled tighter government oversight and institutional reform. In Hong Kong, I'm David Ingles, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.
2: I'm Brian Curtis at seven minutes past the hour, along with Doug Krisner. Doug, you have direct contagion, and, and whether or not we might see a run on the banks, and then you have this kind of indirect. A contagion, which is really why I think the access to the Fed's discount window is such a big thing, because everyone was drinking from the same well water here, borrowers loading up on low-yielding, uh, long-duration securities that can only be sold at a loss. And if you're in a position where you need the money now, Uh, then you've got a big problem because they are way underwater and you're going to show some losses. So access to the Fed's discount window kind of gets around that if that gets formally approved. And we should say this, that a lot of these securities have actually increased in value a lot here just in the past couple of days, but uh, holders are still underwater.
3: Well, well, that is true, Brian, but maybe it goes back to banking regulation and the degree to which banks are required to hold uh, their capital at certain tiers of credit quality. This is something that could not have been foreseen necessarily, right? This is a function of the market where when yields were down on the long end and yields were up, that yield curve inversion and how banks have really
2: been hit by that process. Well, we've got Kim Forrest coming up in a few moments, founder and CIO at Bokeh Capital Partners. We'll get more from her, but now it's time for Global News. Both Prime Ministers from Britain and Australia are in the United States to meet with President Biden. Dan Schwartzman has all the details in the New York Newsroom. Dan?
4: That's right, Brian. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak arriving in the U.S. today. He will meet with President Biden as well as Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese as the three countries discuss the next phase of the AUKUS nuclear submarine program. Now, all three leaders are scheduled to meet tomorrow in San Diego as Australia is looking to acquire a fleet of nuclear-powered subs built on a modified British design, but with a american parts before the new subs are commissioned though the u.s could either sell virginia class subs to the australians or just base nuclear subs in the country reactions still coming in over the surprise announcement friday that china had brokered a deal between iran and saudi arabia which reopened diplomatic ties between the two countries house intelligence chair mike turner blames the biden administration for china possibly becoming the power broker in the middle east
3: Instead of uh, this administration uh, stepping forward and being a partner to Saudi Arabia, our ally, um, and working with them to defend themselves against attacks from Iran, uh, they subject uh, Saudi Arabia to a significant amount of criticism and were slow to to react and respond to the military needs of of Saudi Arabia. So it's not unexpected that they might look elsewhere for support. Uh, It certainly is very unexpected and certainly very troubling and, and disappointing that they would turn to Iran.
4: The Republican from Ohio was speaking to ABC News. Iran says that they have a deal in place to buy Su-35 fighter jets from Russia, which would significantly upgrade their aging fleet of jets. U.S. and British officials are concerned that the transfer of the aircraft could be as part of a quid pro quo for Iran sending kamikaze drones, which Russia has used in Ukraine. Currently, Iran flies a small fleet of aging U.S. and Russian jets acquired before the Islamic Revolution back in 1979. Eight people are dead and seven are missing after two boats collided off of san diego late last night officials believe the two panga boats were involved in smuggling both the san diego fire and police departments along with the u.s coast guard and customs and border protection continue to search for the missing but some believe that some may have escaped on the beach located about 15 miles north of san diego
6: if i've done something to you just tell me
5: what i've done to you but you didn't say anything to me well that's what i was thinking like i just don't like you no more you didn't like me yesterday
4: that, of course, is Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, two actors up for big awards tonight. It's the 95th Academy Award, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once leads away 11 Oscar nominations, right behind All Quiet on the Western Front and Banshees of Inna Sheeran, which you just heard, with nine nominations, including Colin Farrell, who's happy to be nominated for Best Actor amongst all the other nominations for the
6: film. It's really lovely, and it's, it's just, I feel very spoiled to have this moment in such a shared environment it feels uh, like a really much more communal experience
4: than it might have otherwise history could be made as michelle Yeoh, the star of everything everywhere all at once could become the first asian woman to win best actress global news 24 hours a day powered by more than 2700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries i'm dan schwartzman and this is bloomberg
0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
5: Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at steeple.com That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com.
4: Steeple Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.
7: You know success when you see it, or you think you do. The people in the spotlight, athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers, Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
5: Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline.
2: I'm Brian Curtis, here in Hong Kong, alongside Rashad Salamat, and our guest is Kim Forrest, founder and CIO at Bokeh Capital Partners. Kim, it's going to be about credibility today. Um, Silicon Valley Bank was a pretty good-sized bank. It was the 18th biggest bank before all of this hit. And for many people, the fact that a bank that size could go bust in a couple of days will send shockwaves through uh, depositors. I'm wondering if you think this morning here in Asia uh, that, the, that we might expect some kind of a run on the banks to happen.
6: Well, um, that's a definite maybe. Um, I think people are <laughs> rattled. I think there are there is a group of people in the world that have been looking for fallout from all of the I would say, whiplash reaction to COVID, right? So we brought rates down almost immediately upon uh, the lockdown. And, you know, the U.S. government was trying to ameliorate the effects of shutting down, uh, you know, our entire economy. And then the Fed taking the actions that they thought was needed last year to raise the um, interest rate from pretty much zero to 4 plus percent, right? I mean, these are really whiplash moves. And I think we found out where some of the breakage is coming. But again, I think there's people that are afraid. And no bank can sustain a run on the bank if there's a sufficient number of people. Because banks are in the business of lending out money. They don't just put your you know, your money in cash and leave it there. They can't they have to make money off of your money. So, at a minimum, they must put it to work. And if everybody wants their money all at the same time, that bank is not going to survive.
2: Just got some headlines actually, Kim, coming through saying the US says that SVB depositors will have access to all money Monday, saying Signature Bank uh, closed today by state authority. That's just some lines. I can't really flesh those out for you just at the moment. But, you know, as the quantitative tightening continues, we've seen reserves actually continue to fall and um, arguably we've seen seen deposits too. Now, it's worth noting in the past year that banks have been increasing their borrowing. And that begs the question if there's so much excess liquidity around, why the need?
6: Well, I don't think it's the need. I think again, this was the 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 reality of 2000 or 2021 when the government and 2020 when the, uh, when the government shoved tons of money out there for businesses, the PPP loans, and it had to go somewhere. And the banks again have to do something with that money. And nobody was really borrowing money at that time, so they bought treasuries, and they probably did it of relatively. Short duration they weren't probably out there buying thirty years. they were buying four or two mm. years, probably um, you know among others, and again, this is a math problem where the price of those two year notes have fallen as rates have risen dramatically mm. and this is this is exactly the kind of fallout that I think the Fed did not anticipate. I mean, nobody so, sat down with a pencil and paper and figured it out.
2: Yeah, we're seeing a run to haven assets this morning. No doubt this will be very, very good for U.S. Treasuries. Um, But it does beg the question, where? Would it be in the belly of the curve? You certainly probably wouldn't want to be buying 10-year securities here. But as more value comes into the market there, those yields will drop, and that eases some of the pressure.
6: Right. And, you know, it it could (laughs) – I hate to be overly optimistic – you know, people um, running for safety might – just solve the problem. And again, this is all not linear problems. It doesn't scale one for one. So it doesn't take everybody withdrawing their money out of a bank to kill it, nor does it take everybody buying treasuries to make the price go up. But it is some small number, like, I don't know, maybe 20% of, you know, unusual activity that may just reset these Bonds much lower, and thus even stop people from thinking about, well, maybe I should buy that CD, you know, and taking action if the price falls precipitously.
2: Well, or I, I suppose everybody, falls. everybody over the weekend was probably, you know, reconciling all of their accounts under two hundred and fifty thousand for sure. Yep.
6: yep. But but this is, I think, this is what the government is really trying to stop: is mass movements of money. That is what they're trying to stop. Good luck.
2: All right. So what do you think they should do
1: next here, Kim?
6: Well, I think probably something I'm concerned about, because I like to think further further into the the future, is if – People at uh, Silicon Valley Bank and people, I mean corporations, because largely it was a business bank, not a person uh, a retail bank. So if they can't get their hands on their money to pl- pay their client or their um, employees, you know now things really start to fail. And I think that's really what the government is signaling that if you're a depositor and you need to get your money out to pay people, of course, we're going to, like, figure this out and try to make it happen. And I think that is key in making um, people not run on other banks as well.
2: It's amazing, isn't it, that the U.S. jobs report now is a distant memory. I know.
6: I know. And and we can't even get into that crazy – it's not really a conspiracy theory, but I think there was a lot of conflicting data in this one that makes me think maybe the half million jobs that they say are created are more of a function of somebody trying to smooth out and seasonally adjust that data and maybe – you know, the uh, the employment picture isn't quite as strong, but things are going in the right direction for a cooling economy, not a cold economy, not a rock falling economy. But, uh, you know, a, a, a calming down economy. You know, the wage rates were lower and unemployment was higher. Well,
2: Kim, okay, with everything that's going on right now, is cash your best option?
6: Um, for what? I <laughs> mean, where do you put it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> Under your mattress. No, I think that's a terrible idea. Um, no, I don't think cash is your best option. I think what you need to do is, um, always, always be looking at equity markets. If a quality company, and I do mean quality, I'm talking, you know, somebody that does not bank at Silicon Valley Bank, I'm being glib, but, um, really an older kind of company that has, Uh, Steady earnings that has good management and has plans for the future and product marketing sort of uh, processes, if you can identify those and buy them when they're on sale, when people are panicking and hold them, you are going to uh, benefit in the long run. And by that, I mean three to five years.